it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1601. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a guest calling in from beautiful Lakeland, Florida, by the name of Jeff Brecky. Jeff Brecky is the founder of Lloyd's Auto Restorations, a family-owned business that provides personal service for your automotive restoration needs. They offer complete restorations, fabrications, bodywork, paint, upholstery engine, and mechanical service and maintenance. Their craftsmanship is focused on superior quality, and it's in the details, too. The business just celebrated 34 years in business. Congratulations. That's incredible. Uh, Providing dream cars fulfilled for their clients' dreams and wishes. And by the way, I want to do a shout out to my good friend, Pete Doriguzzi from Heacock Insurance, who introduced me to Jeff. Pete is a past guest here on Cars Yeah. You can find his show on the Cars Yeah website. We'll be back in just a moment to talk car restoration and more with Jeff. But first, a word from our sponsors that make this show possible. Sit tight. Keep your seatbelt on. We'll be right back. Did you know Covercraft is much more than car covers? They offer protection for the inside of your vehicles, too. Sunscreens to keep your vehicles cool and protected from the sun's damaging UV rays. Dash pads that do the same so your dash stays looking new without all those ugly cracks and fading. The seat covers that are easily removed for washing are awesome but it's their custom fit floor mats that I really love. Is your vehicle getting a little long in tooth? Well, there's no better way to give it a new car look than with a custom fit floor mat and trunk mat. I replace mine every few years with something a little different, contrasting just to have some fun. It stops that urge to buy a new car, and more importantly, it protects the factory carpets, so when it's time to sell your vehicle, it looks brand new. They're easy to clean, They secure to the floor for safety, and they look oh so good. Don't forget your trunk, too. Custom-fit trunk liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect protection for the factory carpets from all those things that can stain and damage the floor of your vehicles. Check out Covercraft.com for a huge number of styles, colors, and options that'll make you smile. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YAH120, that's y e a h. 120 at Covercraft.com, you get 10% off your Covercraft order. So go to Covercraft.com today and use the code ya 120 at checkout. Tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Covercraft, they've got you covered. The fourth annual Saratoga Motor Car Auction will take place on Friday, September 18th and Saturday, September 19th. It will be held at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center in the beautiful Saratoga Spa State Park, located in upstate New York. Presented by the Saratoga Automobile Museum, a not-for-profit institution, this live event continues to be the premier collector car auction for the Northeastern United States. Proceeds from the auctions help support the museum's educational programs and exhibits that engage, educate, and inspire the automotive community. To consign your vehicle, view current inventory, and register to bid, visit SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. There you can learn how finance partner J.J. Best Bank and insurer partner Haggerty 
can help put you in your dream vehicle. That's SaratogaMotorCarAuctions.org. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, founded Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series. These are four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends, titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Apex. It's a rich and complex blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, and Cabernet Franc. This blend is a showcase of perfection and hits the apex with its full-bodied smooth finish. An added very cool option is the label. It's a multi-dimensional rumble strip apex reminiscent of turn four at Laguna Seca. The racing series is a spectacular gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word in all caps, at checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of the wines from the racing series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com today and use the code CARSYEAH. Cheers! Hey, Jeff, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. Belts are tightened. Oh, hey. Hopefully, we won't need those belts. I'll try to keep <laughs> us on the road, a clear path of safety here today, but we're going to have a little bit of fun. You know, before we start, I always ask my guests this. What's one little thing you might share with us that most people may not know about you? Well, I, it was kind of a hard thing to think about, but actually, um, at the age of 14, when I was in eighth grade, I got to drive my first car to school. To school you at 14? At age 14 in Kansas in the uh, mid-70s, okay. there seemed to be some uh, some sort of a clause where kids were allowed to get their restricted license at age 14 so dad could stay out on the farm equipment. Oh, okay. And so I found that clause somewhere <laughs> and thought that I, I was entitled to be able to drive my own car. And what kind of car did you first drive to school? It was a 57 Chevy Nomad. With a 350 four-speed and Krager mags, and I thought I was the man. You were the man. At 14, <laughs> you were the man. Oh, my gosh. That's, you know, that's pretty cool. But the Midwest, yeah, with a lot of farming, I kind of see. And a lot of kids, they learn how to drive tractors and cars on the farm. So you had a little bit of seat time before that first trip to school? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Not yeah. too much, though, but uh, uh, enough on, on four-wheel and three-wheel, two-wheel vehicles, actually anything with wheels, to give me some good experience. Ah, uh, how fun. Well, nomads are so cool. Anyway, I mean, holy cow. Yeah, you were the, <laughs> you were the cat's meow, so that's pretty cool. Well, listen, as we start in this journey of your life, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that has a great meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires spinning a little bit here on Cars, yeah, so Jeff, grab the wheel. Sure. Well, the, the one that I've, I've used uh, throughout my life and I think is probably passed down through their family is just do your best. It's all you can do is your very best. Everybody's at a different level. And it's so true in the restoration business, right? I mean, you got people entrusting their dreams with you and you got to do your best all the time. Isn't there some kind of Boy Scout 
tie to that somehow, I think? Uh, there is. That's uh, a portion of the Boy Scout motto, as a matter of fact. I think the other part is be prepared, if I remember That's right. That's correct. Yeah, do your best, be prepared. Uh, I, I am an Eagle Scout, so I went through the whole routine. So uh, that's probably where an awful lot of that came from. But Very cool. The word you used was about the auto restoration business was trust, and that is a huge, huge word that is used between a car owner and myself is a serious level of trust. Yeah, trust and communication for sure. Well, let's talk a little Perfect. bit more about this business path. I mean, 34 years, congratulations. That's absolutely Thanks. incredible uh, to be doing this for that long. And especially in a field that I tell you, I've had lots of people on the show with restoration businesses. It is a tough tough business. It sounds like a dream business, but there's a business <laughs> side to this fun that we have with cars. So I'd love for you to talk more in depth about Lloyd's Auto Restorations, the different kind of services that you guys provide, Some of, maybe some of the cars you have in your shop right now that you're working on that are pretty cool. So take it away. Okay, sure. No problem. Well, Lloyd's is, is named after my dad who founded it. And uh, so I tagged along with him. It was a hobby that he and I shared for, uh, obviously, there's a picture in the office of me at a uh, little less than two years old over the fender of 55 Chevy. And he's he and I were both heads were under the hood. So that's kind of how it started. Uh, he started it. I joined him in about in 1987. And uh as like I said, it started as a hobby, and people heard about that he was kind of messing with cars after he re retired from Piper Aircraft. The aircraft business is what allowed us to travel through the country, and then he got out of the aircraft, and we went into the cars again. So uh, in in the business, we just started uh, doing small things first, and then that progressed on to bigger things uh, as far as the, the jobs themselves. But we had our own car, which was obviously was the Nomad Wagon. And then my mom and dad in, in 73 bought a 57 Chevy hardtop in Los Angeles. That was during the fake oil crisis. And so the 73 <laughs> Vista Cruiser Wagon got sold uh, because he knew, knew he could make a little V8 Chevy run pretty economical. Uh, that particular car he and I restored uh, in their driveway at home. Uh, people liked the way it came out. And then they wanted to have their cars done like that. Yeah. And that's kind of how word of mouth the company has gone. Now, you mentioned a Vista Cruiser. We had two of those in the 60s and early 70s in our family. First one was white and it had that wood, fake wood grain along the bottom. And right. my sister and I were so, we thought we were so big time because we had those windows up above with our own visors, which dad was always <laughs> saying, put the dang visor up. I can't see be behind me. Um, and then we got the uh, obligatory avocado green. Oh, the 70s colors. Went along with the refrigerator and the oven in the house <laughs> yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the, that brings back some fun memories for me. Well, let me ask you this, because I understand you studied mechanical engineering in school, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering from Florida Institute of Technology. Okay. And uh, that, was, uh, that was my goal out of high school. To uh, I enjoyed fabrication and design. Obviously, the fabrication in my whole life, but the, the, the design of ideas yeah. and taking those ideas and implementing them. Um, so very cool. My wife uh, got a degree in mechanical engineering. And so, uh, when we met in college, she was studying all those math courses and I'd look over her shoulder and go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> at night, that's how she puts herself to sleep is doing math oh puzzles. She loves math. Yeah. It's just her thing. I, yeah. it was always a challenge for me to get good grades in math. I had to work pretty hard, but she ended up going down the path of civil engineering just because of an mm -hmm. internship she got and she loved it. So that's good. cool. But so what, what ways have you applied that original interest with mechanical engineering? I mean, it kind of makes sense with how cars go together and so forth. 
Well, yeah, they do. And at first, I kind of thought it really wouldn't meld at all. But but as I progressed, uh, there's always a, a cycle and process of how things are done. And in mechanical engineering, it gave you that thought process of the developing an idea and then implementing it into the final product. So the process of doing things from start to finish was there. And of course, if you're developing, we'll say we do both modified cars and original, although most of our restorations are all original work. Okay. So the modified cars literally have to be designed, developed, and built first, and then completely disassembled and made to look good. Oh, yeah. And so then that's the process of the engineering that comes into to fact there, where you have to engineer things to make them work properly and perform properly. Now, your shop does pretty much everything, all the processes through a car restoration? Um, yeah, I don't do machine work on engines. We have a machine shop that does that. Stitching and upholstery work, I have a gentleman that does that, uh, Tom McFadden. Excellent, excellent trim guy. That's a that's a trade that's starting to get lost. Yes, um, yeah. What, what it, are we going to do when all these I, old-timers are gone? Because, you know, know, we have McPherson College, which trains yes. young people, which is great. But yep. Yep. I, I've talked to many people that do high-end restorations. Bruce Canapa out of his shop and uh, Phil Riley in his shop. And, yeah, they've all said some of these old guys that just know how to do this stuff, when they're gone, who, who's going to who's gonna stitch that way anymore? Yeah. My uh, my generator guy actually just retired, and so I bought all of his equipment, the generator test equipment, his lathe, and everything he had, just because I didn't know where else I was going to be able to have it done. So right. it was a little bit a little bit OJT uh, from him, and I have his equipment. But our chrome work and stuff, I have all done at Sherm's Custom Plating in Sacramento, and we've been working with them since the late 90s. We did a car show out Sacramento Autorama years ago in the late 90s, and got at the time Don Tognati owned it, so we got a chance to meet with him because he was the guy who was directing the show. So. Yeah. But other than that, I do all my own stainless work, um, install tops, uh, interiors for, for uh, marquee cars and things like that. So try to do as much as we can in-house. Yeah, very, very cool. And have all the, all the painting and stuff too. Of course, yeah. Well, let's talk about a big challenge or a big failure you face along your way in your life. And, and I'm more interested in the, the lesson you took forward from that challenging time. So kind of take us on that journey. But more importantly, how did you come out of that in a positive way? Okay. Well, as you had mentioned in the business, uh, restoration is not a necessity for people. It's it's a uh, an extra. They don't have to have their cars restored. So uh, to do those, it requires some capital funding. And the capital funding is generally in the terms of labor hours uh, in the business and not so much the components. And so uh, we had this particular challenge in our history of work relates to our shop was a gentleman who wanted to have a vehicle done. And we talked with him about it and went through all of our pr- protocol and everything. And everything was online. Everything seemed good. Almost like you got to do a little bit of venting first. And uh, so it was online. The project proceeded. And it got to probably about the three-quarter mark of the project where things are starting to all come together. And all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. And he decided that he'd had enough. He wasn't going to pay anymore. And he, but he still wanted his truck done, but he wasn't going to pay. He, he figured he had paid enough and that was it. Okay. Well, that, yeah. How does that work exactly? You so know? <laughs> then we, 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 we take a step back and we kind of regroup here and we try to have some good conversations and try to say what exactly is it that's the issue and try to sort it through. And we couldn't come across a common ground, mm. um, wow. which was, was difficult. Uh, we had never had that before. So um, what made it more difficult is the gentleman decided he was going to threaten us and file suit against us and put us out of business as quickly as he could. Wow. Okay. Well, this is very serious. Yes. Uh, the gentleman had a, we had a signed contract with him to do the work, which I thought 
was already brought up to him and say, by the way, you've signed the contract. And I said, you know, you don't have to finish it, but you do need to pay your outstanding bill. Right. And you can certainly take the project away. No, no hard feelings. But he wasn't going to pay that either. Wow. So we had had an attorney friend that was real good with friends with us. And he wrote a, a, a I guess, a, a good letter. Right. And to this gentleman explaining all the, the, the situation. And he changed his mind uh, for <laughs> yeah. a period of time. Sure. He never did do a face-to-face with us from that point on. He sent a, a, a separate individual from his family or company or something in. And this individual allowed us to finish. And we did give him a better estimate. And we don't normally give estimates because unless you're doing the same thing over and over again, you yeah, really can't. You don't know what you can uncover when you rip open a car. Correct. So we really wanted to finish the product. That was really what we wanted to attain as a, a quality finished product and not sacrifice the quality. We just couldn't because our name was attached to it. So we came to an agreement. We finished the car. His representative picked the car up. We did a very detailed uh, delivery process checkpoint. Um, and uh, he took the car away. About a month later, the gentleman called, wanted to know if he had any extra paint. He had made a toolbox for his truck and thought it was the most outstanding vehicle he'd ever had or seen and oh, absolutely nice. loved it. Yeah. So I thanked him. And then he called about three or four months later and it said, would you do another vehicle for me? And I, I won't treat you the way I treated you last time. <laughs> you promise? Will you sign a contract to that? <laughs> so I reluctantly said, no, thank you. I just had too much work on head and wouldn't be able to do it. But the lesson I learned on this process was no matter how much you think they understand what's going to happen in the process, they really don't. So from that point on, I kind of shared a psychological ebb and flow of the process. And that's what I do from now on. Uh, I always ask them, have you ever been through the process before? And if they have, I ask to what extent. But if they haven't, I said, well, let's talk about the ebb and flow of the psychology of your car being restored. (laughs) There you go. And if they understand it as we finish. And they accept that fact that the end 20% of the project is the part that's the most difficult because they've been paying and paying and paying. And they're not seeing a whole lot of big things happening because it's all those final details that make the project. Right. And so that's that's kind of what we walk away with on a positive. Wow. Well, uh, that's probably a story so many restoration shops have lived through. And how you deal with that is such a challenge. Sometimes people are unreasonable. So let me ask you this. If somebody out there uh, is going to venture into having a car restored, and, and I've never had a car restored. I've always done what people told me. Buy a car that's already been restored. And oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Uh, but, you know, I've always been intrigued by it. And I've got a good friend. He's listening right now. You know who you are who's going through a very painful restoration. They just keep finding more and more problems with his car. Uh, And it's just like, oh, my gosh. And it just it's never ending. And times he's wanted to just give up and throw it away and but you know you got to stick with it you're so far along you spent so much money what are some things you might offer to listeners out there that are thinking of venturing on having a car restored that they really need to be aware of particularly people have never done this before well i think the first thing i tell people is if they've never done it before and they find a car they really like or they think they do at this particular moment in their life get it drivable and safe get it drivable and safe and use it it may not look real good but at least use it for a while and see if it truly is the car you want. Mm. And if it is, then they can proceed with the next few, the next steps. Um, but th- what I tell them is once it's torn down and apart, uh, the fun factor is always high when they first get it. And that fun factor, the longer the car is in the shop and the more money they're paying out, tends to go down and down and down. So that's why whenever we take a project in, I don't take it in unless I am working on it. I do not take projects in that says, the guy says, well, just work on it in your free time. Well, no, there's no free time. (laughs) No, I'm working on my own in my free time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's what the first thing I would say. Make sure it's really the car you want. And then from that point on, like I said earlier in the program, trust. The trust between the owner and the, the shop doing it is paramount. Um, and always have an open door policy. We do. Come and stop at any time. Ask any questions. And if I ever come across anything that's I didn't think about in the beginning, I always bring it to their attention. Um, so the overall package for us is I always am looking out for the customer because it's an expensive venture. And I try to be as efficient as I can, but also provide them with a product that'll go and go and go. Absolutely. Um, I've learned from talking with many friends who've done restorations is you need to be prepared for surprises. There will be surprises. There'll be things that nobody knows. The, the poor guy who's working on your car had no idea until he took those doors off and looked inside that uh, there was nothing inside you know? <laughs> or there was something yeah, but, living inside or whatever it might be. We did a T-Bird one time. It was an absolute knockout show car, but the paint lead joints were going bad. And so the customer wanted us to strip and repaint it. And when we got into it, we found literally a quarter inch of fill along the hood opening. And we went, whoa, uh, you know what? It was a crash car that was just filled. And I said, and unfortunately, on, on that particular situation, we we did a, a quote of a price, and we had to stick with it. Yeah, so. it's a tough deal. Well, yeah, whatever you're going to spend, triple it, because that's where it's going to end up if you're doing a high-end stuff. But yeah, the trust is a thing, good communication, and of course, find a shop that's been in business a long time like Lloyd's, because they've seen it all, they've lived it all, uh, and even if they have, they'll probably still find something new. <laughs> with your goofy car that shows up for sure. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about your personal journey into the car world here, Jeff. So sit tight. American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. With all the time, effort, and money you've put into your classic vehicles, do you know how much you would receive if yours was stolen damaged, or totaled in an accident or a fire? Your regular auto insurance carriers won't tell you until after the claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With an agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you'll get with an agreed value policy. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324 and protect the ones you love. Tell them Mark Green at Cars Yeah sent you. That's American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, folks just like you and me. My favorite collector car magazine is Keith Martin's Sports Car Market. I've been a subscriber for decades. Sports Car Market is the Wall Street Journal for enthusiasts and collectors. It's your monthly must-read whether you dream of owning a collector car, maybe you have two, or maybe you've got 200. Sports Car Market has been around for 31 years, and it's filled with valuable articles, intelligent write-ups, and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Cars Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at Sports Car Market. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah. And guess what? Here's another deal. 
If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH, and you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right, $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yow for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. Let's step away from the conversation to talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through automotive-related events, car shows, and drives. Among those nonprofits is RPM Foundation, a terrific organization working to keep our favorite collector cars on the road. RPM was created to ensure that the specialized skills needed to care for classic automobiles, boats, and motorcycles continue to be passed down from generation to generation. They do this by supporting training for young people with a passion for restoration and setting them up with mentors who can share their valuable knowledge. So far, they've awarded more than $3.5 million to restoration education projects across 35 states. Incredible! To learn more about RPM or to donate to their mission, visit www.rpm.foundation. You'll be glad you did. All right, uh, we're back. Would you share a story with me that instigated this passion you have for your car? You talked earlier about working with your dad and the nomad you drove to school when you were 14. Uh, But was there a pivotal moment in your life when you realized, you know what, I'm a car guy. That's what I'm going to be. Well, probably before my driving to the eighth grade and sometime between when I was two over the fender of a 55 Chevy. And I would say probably that time would be when I was in third grade and I did an oil change in my dad's new 70 and a half Z28. I remember to this day, I don't know why I was changing oil, if he asked me or if I was just pestering the daylights on him and he finally gave in. But I changed the oil in a Z20 out on the driveway. And I remember that so vividly because I ended up putting a quart too much in. Oh. And so uh, when we did that, he says, well, you got to take a quart out. And so I'm scratching my head and I run in the house and I get my the uh, high C punch drink plastic container. I knew it was exactly one quart. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> the, the opaque plastic white ones. And yeah. so I went out there, crawled under the car, pulled the plug and stuck it underneath there real quick uh-huh. and drained, drained out a quart. And so that's kind of what probably got me started as being a grease monkey. You know, how did you even do that without oil spray? I've tried to put a plug back in and it sprays (laughs) all over your face. And how did you pull that off? What kind of trick did you know at that age? I I can't answer that fully. (laughs) I'm sure there was a mess because sometimes I still have a mess. So yeah, uh, I was able to get it accomplished, I guess, to the point that satisfied him and said, okay, we're good enough. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the first time I changed the oil and you know, Porsche 911. I don't know what I was thinking, but they hold like 11 quarts of oil. And uh, there's two places you drain them. There's the center of the engine and then there's the sump because they're dry, you know, dry sump. Right. And I drain the engine. I had my usual pan that hold, I don't know, six quarts. And I don't know what I wasn't thinking. And I roll, push that pan under the other one and undid it and starts coming out. And I'm watching it and it keeps coming out and it keeps coming out. <laughs> and all of a sudden the pan is like, it overflowed. And, and I'm trying to get the plug back in there. And like I said, spraying all down my arm. And finally my wife comes out and I'm laying there in a pool of oil. And she just looks at me and turns around and walks back in the house. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we learn these things, right? That's how we yeah. learn stuff. 
So that was probably the first part. Of course, I always played with models, always built models, and I saved all the parts from those models if I was building something, and uh, would always build something special from the leftover parts. And that kind of carries over to today. I have a real hard time getting rid of drops and cuts of tubing and stuff. i got to save every little piece. Yeah. <laughs> you just never know when you just need a special spacer or something. You never know. Well, let's talk about your first really special car. Was it that Nomad, or was there another car in your life that had great meaning? Well, I would say it probably was that Nomad. We've grown up with the Chevys, but my first car, my sister and I bought together in high school. Yeah. And uh, it was also a 57. Of course, I wanted a Camaro, but, well, you know, as a kid, that wasn't going to happen. So it's a four-door Chevy, but what's nice about it is I still own it today. Really? Yeah, it's been around the world, and I still own it today, and it's sitting in the shop, uh, and it's in progress for its next next phase. Nice. Um, well, so that's kind of neat. Very yeah. cool. Well, here's a bit of an introspective question. I'm going to get into your skull a little bit here, Jeff. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself <laughs> as a car, I know, probably okay. something nobody's ever asked you before, uh, what would Jeff be and why? Well... Uh, I'm, I guess I consider myself unique in a way that I, I kind of mess with different things and I, I see the potential in orphan cars. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, I like, uh, I, I like to be kind of under the radar. So I consider something low. Uh, I like the lines of a vehicle to kind of blend together where you can't see one particular thing sticking out. Everything blends and melds well together. Yeah. And so as I'm thinking about this, of course, horsepower, that's, you've got to have enough power. Right. I think about uh, actually a car that we did, and that was a, a 1949 Hudson Commodore four-door sedan. And I made it into a really slick and smooth lowrider custom. And it was a lot of fun to do. And it kind of, I think in a way, it shared my personality. Um, slick, smooth, and subtle. <laughs> and, uh, there you go. And so uh, that would be uh, that's probably what I would be reincarnated as if I, if I was to come to life as a car. You know, I think out of sixteen hundred and one people now, you're the first Hudson Commodore. So that makes you pretty <laughs> darn unique. I think that's a pretty good answer. I like it. Well, if you were to see the car, it was very unique. Yeah. And uh, I had a with the customer that we work with. It was a fantastic project. It was a Friday brainstorming. He'd come each Friday. Well, what are we doing today? What are we going to do this week? And it was a lot of fun. Wow, it was a lot of fun. dream yeah, come true. Fun. Sounds like a great yeah. project. All right, we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off some questions. Ask for some quick blips of that Commodore throttle. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success in life? Um. Don't assume anything. Kind of like what my dad says. Uh, check things. If you're not sure, check it again. Yeah. What's that old saying? Assuming makes an ass out of you uh, yes, and me. And me. <laughs> yeah. I remember my dad taught me that. What if I could arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would it be? Jay Leno. Jay, yeah. I'd like to get him on this show. He's a hard guy yeah, to track down. <laughs> I bet he is. Uh, my wife and I were at Amelia or were at uh, Pebble Beach in 2013 because the poster car I did it was the black Continental Mark II that used to belong yes. to uh, to uh, Henry Ford II's wife. Ah, okay. And so uh, we did that car and we went out to be a part of that event and we had just missed Jay interviewing Edsel on the show field with the car. Nice. And my wife. So that was that was that one. Yeah, he's he's the one I'd like to have a 
visit with. Yeah, I've been chasing him for a long time. My regular listeners know. I've actually walked up to him four times, invited him to be on my show, handed him my business card. He's very gracious, always says yes. Oh, he is. But yeah, he, it's not like he really needs me to be successful <laughs> or anything, but uh, I sure would love to get him on someday. Someday he's going to call yeah. me. Someday yeah. he's going to call me. Uh, maybe show number 2000. We'll see what we can do there. <laughs> uh, what's the best automotive advice someone else has ever given you? Oh, well, I guess that would probably be from my dad again. The same one, like I said, is just don't assume anything. Yeah. Uh, do your best. Don't assume. And uh, make sure you do it right the first time. Yeah. Take the time. Because there's always yeah. enough time to do it right the second time. So do it right <laughs> if the you get first that, time. If you get that second time. Yeah, if you get it. Absolutely. Now, is there a resource out there that's a go-to for you you'd like to share? Um, As far as... um. Yeah, this yeah, could be a I, website, I, could be a blog, a podcast, some, uh, something that you find yourself on. Maybe bring a trailer. I just I just interviewed Randy Nonnenberg again. He's a returning guest. Uh, he'll be on the Buy, Sell, Hold podcast I do with Keith Martin. He started right. uh, started bring a trailer. I find myself there way too many hours of the day. Yeah, I have too many projects to get anymore, so i got to stay away from that one. Yeah. But uh, uh, Gearhead EFI is a, pro- a website I've been on here lately because of, the, of uh, the, the ability to do things on my own. Yeah. Uh, that's something I try, and that's a, a website that I use for uh, fuel injection systems and questions and trying to figure oh. out how to incorporate fuel injection stuff into old cars. Not so much off the shelf, but maybe taking existing stuff from uh, drivable older vehicles and incorporate. Gearhead EFI, okay. Yeah, Gearhead EFI. Okay. Uh, that's a pretty good thing for DYIers. Yeah. Or DY, yeah. And uh, my local Napa store, obviously, and um, probably my – their customers, but also great supply parts is National Parts Depot. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. good people. Rick Schmidt and his dad, Jim, great people. Yeah, yeah. They're but great resources. Good people. Yeah. I'll make sure I put links to all those on Jeff's show notes page. Just go in there and type in Jeff Brecky. Brecky, huh? Brecky, Brecky. Brecky. Say that yeah. right. B R E K K E, Brecky. Uh, and you'll find that, that right there. How about a book, Jeff? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Well, probably a little bit off the wall, but yeah, I, actually, I just finished it a little while ago, and um, that particular one is by Mike Rowe, if you remember him oh, from Discovery Channel's oh, Dirty yeah, Jobs. Dirty Job, love Mike uh, Rowe. This is, yeah, his book is The Way I Heard It. Yeah, it's great. A- and it's an, an interesting, easy read, and you think you know the answer before you get to the end of the chapter, and it's like, oh, that's not who I was thinking it was. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like a, a modern-day Paul Harvey in that sense. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Mike Rowe's great. I love everything about what that guy... He's doing his principles, his approach, and how he's trying to get young people into the idea that you don't have to go to a four-year college to have a, a valuable career in your life and do something you love and make a decent living. Exactly. He's a great guy. I saw somewhere where I think they're bringing him back to dirty jobs. So uh, oh. maybe he's going to resurrect that thing. I know Discovery had him on for years, and then there was a yeah. falling out, and he went away. But uh, I still love love watching those old ones. If I take a break on a Saturday to go in and eat lunch, <laughs> I turn on the TV, find a dirty jobs, and uh, find some interesting things that he's done. All right, we're up to the checkered flag here, Jeff. Uh, this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Okay. I'm going to buy you a cool collector car today. Anything you'd like to have doesn't matter how much it costs. I'm going to park it in your garage. But there's a couple rules that might make this a challenge to answer. One is it's the only collector car you can have. So whatever else you have, you have to get rid of. Or if you want to keep what you have, that's fine. That way I don't have to write a big check today. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with or fund your business. And I want you to drive it. I want you to have fun with this thing. No garage queens. What special car can I buy you today? 
Well, I'm glad you said you have to drive it because some of the older vehicles are limited on their speed and ability to be on the highway. Yep. The car that I think uh, I would really like to have is because it was the car that was basically when I was born is the 63 split window. My dad ordered and bought one new and I was born in 62 and he worked in the dealership, new car showing in August of 62. Uh, yeah. uh, that car came out and that was like an absolute rocket ship to them. And he was a drag racer at that time, be altered. And he sold all of his drag racing equipment and car just so he could get that 63. Oh my gosh. And, and so he bought it through working at the dealership. And as a infinite at the time, I was a year old, um, we traveled route 66 across the country and to California in that Corvette. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, How fun. My mom and my dad and I, and they did Elkhart Lakes and Corvette club stuff with that and, and really enjoyed and had a lot of fun. But I was much too young to remember other than through photographs today, but my mom still has the window sticker for it. Really? And, uh, wow. Yeah. The, Yep. So that's, we still have the sticker. So if I ever got that car, it'd be a Daytona blue 344 speed car. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, what a great memory. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty darn cool. And the iconic year, of course, for those old Corvettes, uh, was yes. brilliant. So split window, very nicely done. Jeff, you've taken me on a fun ride today. I knew this would be a blast. I want to thank you for sharing your life and your journey. Before I let you go though, could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that split window Corvette? Okay. Well, um, in the restoration business, everybody's at a different level. Everybody has a different level of quality acceptance. Um, the people doing the work have different education levels of the abilities that they have. And my word is for those who go to car shows, enjoy what you're seeing. There's got to be something you can take away from it. Don't criticize. Don't critique. Don't tear it apart. Enjoy the hobby. The cars bring the people to the hobby. The people make the hobby. Yeah, you know what? That's a really good saying because I've I've seen people talking about cars in front of people and that work so hard to have what they have, or they don't. You don't know the story, and it's like, don't beat the guy up. You know, right? I mean, just enjoy what's sitting there. Ask him some wonderful questions about his vehicle, about the memories, because for most of us, these old cars are all about memories. That split window. It's a memory. Yep. It's a piece of your history. Yep. Great advice. What's one right. thing or, or what's the best way, I should say, for our listeners to learn more about your business? Well, our website is LloydsAutoRestorations.com. And uh, I've been a little bit lazy about keeping it up to date. But that kind of gives the history of Dad and I. Um, Dad's retired for about the last two years, but he still beats me to the shop every day. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Dad. But, <laughs> which is good because then when I need help on things, I schedule it for the morning hours. But uh, that's probably the best way. Uh, and then the information and contact stuff is there. And there's a, a particular page on the side of that's called Driveway Dreams. And that lists some of the projects we've done over the years. And underneath each picture, some, uh, most of them, I have drop-down pictures of the project from start to finish. Wow, yeah. So people, people can see how they, how they came in and then the process and then how they left. Yeah, I'd encourage your listeners to go check it out. That's a fun part of their website. You'll pour yourself a tall tall glass of something and you're going to be there for a little while enjoying all these vehicles they've worked on and you know you might learn a few things too while you're looking at all those pictures so check out lloydsautorestorations.com uh you're going to have some fun there for sure jeff thanks for spending some time with me today this has been great uh thanks for sharing your expertise and your life with us this has been really fun until you and i talk again i'll see you down the road thanks mark you're welcome 
If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting, but what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!